This is episode six of the Dream On podcast, and today we're going to talk about interacting with the dream population. And what I mean by that is just all of the people that you see in your dreams. And that can include the people that you know, people that you don't know, people that you'll never see again, and maybe even your own dream cast if you're fortunate to have one. I need to preface this episode with the fact that my sister is downstairs with a friend and she is scream laughing in the dining room. So if you hear a sound in the background that sounds like a scream, it's actually just my sister laughing really obnoxiously and I don't think that she is capable of stopping. So just so you know, if you hear that, don't worry. It's in my house, not yours, and it's my sister and she's fine. So the first thing I wanted to start with, which is just a general rule to remember and something that's important to know is just to trust your vibe check. And what I mean by that is when you meet someone in a dream and you get a certain feeling from them or you like you have a hunch that you know that they're up to no good or that they're actually like a good person, then you're probably right because since you're dreaming and this is a lucid dream, you are actually the creator of the dream. Even if you didn't construct the whole thing from scratch, your mind still created the dream. So whatever you, whatever your first thoughts are about someone are, they're probably correct because you're the one that created them and put them in this space and made them who they are here. So even if you haven't actively created them or actively summoned them or whatever, you still made them. So whatever you think about them, it's probably correct, at least to a certain extent. So it's good to know that you can trust your instincts about things like that in dreams. And I, that most of the time you'll be right about stuff like that, unless it's some like big plot twist in the dream story. But most of the time you're going to be correct. So if you get a bad feeling about someone in a dream, There's no shame in just banishing them from the dream or flying away or whatever. So always know that if someone, like, in a dream, you think they're evil or they're making you uncomfortable or something, like, you can always leave because it's your dream and you're the one in control. So you could literally just be like, I'm going to walk through that door and then I'm going to emerge in a meadow in a completely different place. And then... You go do that, and then boom, they're gone, because it's your dream, and you're the one who has all the power. So congratulations, you escaped the weird person. That's a good thing to know. It's important to know that. And then next up is, this is very important. So remember that people in the dream aren't actually who they look like. So if there's someone in a dream who looks like someone you know, then it's good to remember that they're not actually that person. And even if you really want them to be that person, that isn't who they really are. So let's say you have a close friend and they live all the way around the world and you haven't seen them in a really long time and you really would like to. And then that night, behold, you have a dream about them. There they are. They're so close. You guys spend the day together in the dream. Well, you didn't really spend the day together. It was a dream. And even if you really want it to be true, it's not. If you ask them about it, they'll be like, um, no, that didn't happen. And you know deep down that they weren't actually there. But that's really difficult in the dream to realize sometimes because you look at them and it's clear as day. It's as clear as reality in the dream. 
Like, they really do look exactly like that person. And they probably act just like them, too, because you know them. But they're not that person. And so it's really important to remind yourself in a dream, the same way that it's important to remind yourself that you're dreaming and that it's not real, it's important to remind yourself that the person you're looking at and the person you're interacting with, they're not who they look like. And however you need to remind yourself of that, do it. Because it's going to be a lot easier to stay lucid if you remember that that's not actually the person that you think it is. In fact, you'll probably lose lucidity more easily if you get carried away and you start thinking that someone is actually real. Because once you start trusting one part of the dream as reality, the line is very thin for thinking of the whole thing as being real. Because you're asleep, you're tired, you don't want to stay lucid, really. It's just something that you're making yourself do because, I don't know, because you actually do want to be lucid, but like your body wants you to be asleep and your mind actually wants you to be asleep. So it's this, it's kind of this constant tug of war where you're trying to stay lucid, but you're trying to stay asleep. And it's just, it's this delicate balance and you need to not interfere with that. Um, so the way that I always think of it as like a good visual is where let's say you're swimming in the ocean, right? This is my visual for what a lucid dream is. So you're swimming in an ocean and when you're awake, your head is above water, okay? So you're above water, you can see the horizon, you are out of the water, your head is out of the water and you're breathing and you're good. And then when you're in deep sleep, you're super far below the surface and you're just down in like that twilight zone of the water where it's kind of dim, you can't really see. So that's deep sleep. So lucid dreaming is like the most, it's like some of the most wakeful sleep you have, but you're trying to balance. So it's almost like you're floating right under the surface of the water and you can't swim up because then your face will bridge the water and you'll wake up but you can't swim too far down because then you'll be in a deep sleep and you'll forget that it's a dream and then you'll just be sleeping. So you have to be in like this middle zone where you're not awake, you're not quite really asleep, you're just balanced and you're enjoying the dream and you're experiencing the dream like it's real and that's what a lucid dream is to me. That's how I visualize it. And if you're not a visual person, then that's not very helpful. But if you are, then it might be interesting to think about it like that. And then, yeah, so that's why you need to remember, like one of the reasons you need to remember that the people in the dream are not real people, because then that just takes you closer to bridging the surface of the water, or no, to sinking below the surface of the water, because if you sink too deep, and now that we've gone on a complete tangent, which was hopefully actually interesting and not super annoying, um, now I want to talk about how in dreams, you know, sometimes you need a little help. You need some direction. And it's totally okay to ask characters in dreams about what's going on in the dream, what they think you should do. And this might be one of those things that people say, oh, you're interacting with your subconscious by asking what you should do. But, like, sometimes you're just going to get a weird answer because your mind doesn't really know how to respond. And actually, I think I have an example of that from one of my recent dreams. So I'm going to 
take a moment and pause this and I'm gonna check because I think I asked a question and I got a weird answer because my brain didn't know what to respond. So give me one minute. All right, for you, it was like half a second. For me, I think it was like, um, like five minutes. So I found this dream and what's today's date? Uh, it is November 20th and this is from six days ago. So in the dream, I was in this really old house and it was super big. It was kind of Victorian style, but the architecture made no sense. Like there were like, you know how Victorian houses are very cut up. So they have a lot of rooms that are very sectioned off so it's not open concept at all traditionally a victorian is not very open concept and i'm just trying to describe the house to you so it was super cut up lots of small rooms except for the living room which was huge and did not match the outside of the house because it shouldn't have been able to fit inside but it did and then there was a really big blocky staircase in the middle of the house and it looked over all the rooms but like the ceiling height was super low, so it kind of hit the staircase at a really odd spot. And so just, it was very weird. Weird colors, too. Like, the house was purple and orange and beige on the inside. So ugly, so weird. But what was, like, what I was thinking of was how I was asking the ladies who owned the house questions. There were, like, these three grandmothers who owned the house and lived there. And I was asking them these questions because there was a barn in the yard of the house and it was falling down. And there was like, like the, um, there was a hill next to the house, like a cliff and it, it kept tumbling down and it was making the barn fall down and it was crushing the barn. And I was asking them questions about it and they, they were answering me, but their answers made no sense in context. And they kept trying to distract me because they were, I think they were cooking, but they were also playing a card game. Like, you know how dreams work. It just, it made no sense. So it's totally okay to ask for help in dreams, to ask for directions, but um, sometimes they don't really make sense when they answer you. And sometimes when they answer you, they'll expect you to already know the answer because most, actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this on here. Um, when, at the very least, when I lucid dream, if I say to one of the characters in my dreams, hey, this is a dream, this isn't real, then they'll look at me like I'm completely insane. And they, sometimes they get mad, sometimes they're, like, afraid because they think I'm crazy, like, all sorts of like, realistic reactions. Like, if you went to a grocery store and started telling people that nothing was real, then a lot of those reactions are the same reactions you get in a dream because your mind is trying to simulate what people would actually do. And whatever you think people would actually do, that's probably what they're going to do in your dreams. And the only character who ever didn't do that in one of my dreams was actually the reoccurring character that I have who doesn't have a name, and I'm talking about the dark-haired twin, not his blonde brother, and um, the first time that he was in one of my dreams was actually in middle school. I think I was 13. I might have been, no. No, it was before I was 13. I was 11 or 12, 
And um, I was having a dream where I was at my middle school and I was outside on the blacktop. And um, he challenged me to like a magic competition. And I thought in my head, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm lucid dreaming. So I don't actually have to know any magic. I'll just, you know, think about whatever I want to happen and it'll happen. And then he looked at me and he was like, by the way, you can't use your lucid dreaming magic for this. And I got super freaked out. And I just kind of followed him because I didn't know what to do. And he took me over. And then, um, like, I, I think we did, like, a couple things that didn't really make sense because they were, it's a dream. <laughs> so we did a couple things that didn't make sense. And then uh, we sat down to do the final thing, which he wanted me to help him open this really thick book. And it was, like, super old. And he wanted me to help him open the book. And I guess it was, like, magically sealed or something. And, uh... I helped him open the book and I was still super weirded out because no one in the dream had ever agreed that I would in, I was in a dream before. And he looked at me and he was like, he was like, you know, this is all just a dream, right? And he laughed and I was so freaked out and I didn't know what to do because that had never happened before. And then he got up after we opened the book and he took it. And then he started walking away and there were all these monsters that had been watching us and he walked back to the monsters like they were all together. And then he turned back around and he said, oh, thank you, dreamer. We'll see each other again. And then he smiled and he just left and it was so scary. And that's the guy that's been reoccurring in my dreams. So I saw him that time. And then three years later to the day, he was in another dream. And that, that was super weird. That was when I met uh, his twin, who was like, hey, you should stay away from my brother because he's evil. And I said, uh-huh, and I nodded, and then he left, and then I opened the door and let his brother in. <laughs> so I guess I chose to, to just roll with it. So that's, that's where we're at um, in regards to the two of them. And those are... Those are my only, like, reoccurring dream characters. And other people have names for theirs, and mine never told me their names. And they still haven't told me their names, which I'm offended about. But, you know, this has been a great tangent. <laughs> and it's still interesting, though. It's an interesting story. And I'm sure I was going to share it at some point anyway. So that's, like, the short version. There are more details about it that, like, don't really matter. But that's that's the interesting story, so... And, like, he's he's always like that in my dreams. Always pretty weird. Just, like, just kind of creepy. But it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you just have weird people in your dreams and you roll with it. I like him, though. He's he's cool. I think we've grown more chill over the years. He was weirder in the beginning. And now we're, like, frenemies. <laughs> uh, so, back to what I was actually talking about in this episode, which is how to interact with dream characters. Um, now we're actually going to get to the rules, and I have three rules here. So the first one is to treat dream characters how you would treat them in reality. So what I mean by that is don't take advantage of people just because they're in a dream. Don't bully people because they're in a dream. Like, you're all powerful in your dreams. We all know that. You know that. And, like, whatever you're doing in a dream, how your mind stores the memory is the same way that it stores memories that are real. So, 
the way that you live your life in a dream, that'll reflect on your own actual memory and how you see the real world. Because when you, like, when you remember your dreams by writing them down and they get stored in your mind so that you can think about them and pull them up just like real memories, the process is the same whether or not it actually happened. So your brain views the memories of your dreams and your memories of your real life as being the same. So if you're a horrible person in your dreams and you commit all these horrible crimes and do awful things, then guess what? You're going to be a bad person in real life too because your mind sees them as the same thing. So if you desensitize yourself in dreams and you, you know, cheat and steal from people in your dreams and do whatever the heck you want, then you're going to store those memories the same way that you would if you had actually done those things and you're going to desensitize yourself to doing those bad things and then you're going to find it easier to do them in real life. And that's bad. So don't do that. So that's the first rule. Treat people how you would treat them in reality if it was real. It's just a good practice. Just just don't be weird. <laughs> and then the second thing I wanted to say is People in your dreams won't always do what you tell them to do. So, actually now I can kind of talk more about my dream characters. So, the dark-haired one, I had... It was a pretty recent dream and he was there and um, in it, I was out in the desert at first, but it was like a desert on the edge of this city, right? And so the city, it was kind of post-apocalyptic, like you could see like an old highway with all these rusty signs. And then in the city, there was this king and he was ruling this post-apocalyptic world. And then um, there were dinosaurs attacking the city. And so I ran to the castle to warn the king. And then when I got there, my dream character was there and he was the king's advisor. And I was trying to get him to convince the king that I was telling the truth. And he wouldn't do it because he was mad at me for some reason. And I couldn't figure out what was, like, what was happening. And I couldn't figure out why he was mad at me. And then I realized that he was the one who was commanding the dinosaurs to destroy the city. And it's like, he's my dream character. He's part of my mind. Like, my brain created him and brings him back. But just because I'm telling him, hey, you should really call off the dinosaurs... He, he doesn't have to do that. It's, like, it's a dream, and it's a lucid dream. So, theoretically, I could gain enough control to, like, make him not do that. But because I see him in the dream as a separate person, I can't do that. And that's just, like, a me thing. Like, if I was maybe one of those pro-lucid dreamers who can control every single aspect of their dream at once, then I could do that. But I can't do that. So people in your dreams won't always do what you tell them to do. And that's okay. I prefer it like that because it makes my dreams more interesting. I think it would be so much work to control the whole dream and it would make it less fun because nothing would be a mystery and nothing would be exciting. Like, where's the story in a dream that I have to think of? That's awful. That's so tiring. So <laughs> people in your dreams don't have to listen to you. They don't have to do what you want. They're still people, even if they're people that you've created. And then this last thing, this is the perfect thing to close with, because even if in a dream you see someone and there's someone you know and you're excited to see them or you're mad about it or even you're sad about seeing them, 
you need to remember that it's not real and you can't let those emotions consume you because emotions are, they are the, the enemy of lucidity. So if you get really mad and super pissed off because, you know, it's someone you hate or it's someone who did something wrong to you, then you're going to forget that it's not real because you're going to be so wrapped up in that rage then and you're going to think that it's real and you're going to lose lucidity and then it's not even worth it. Like, just remember that it's not real. They're not actually here. They're not doing whatever it looks like they're doing. And it's just your memory. They are a figment of your imagination that your mind, for some reason, placed in this context. So you can, like, you can always leave, remember? And so you can turn around, you can walk away, you can fly away, you can swim away. You could literally fall through the floor if you chose to do that, and you could leave that way. So... If there's someone that you don't want to be there, you can always leave them. And that's probably better for your lucidity if there's someone you know. So, all of that wrap it up into one beautiful episode. Um, I had a lot of fun recording this one. This was great. This might be one of my favorites so far. That was really fun for me. So, thank you all so much for listening and dream on. <laughs>